This is a HeadGum Podcast. Holy Spirit, we say good morning and thank you for another fabulous day. We thank you for another day in the land of the living. We thank you that we are upright and not being viewed. We thank you that we have opportunity for change, for greatness, for success, to hope and believe, okay, for the coming day. We just say thank you. God, we ask for a refreshing right now, God. We ask that you would just sustain us and refresh us like your word says with raisin cakes. Holy Spirit, we need a hug. We need a touch. Holy Spirit, touch our pocketbooks. Touch our finances, God. We got bills that need to be paid, but you are the one that supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So reveal who you are. Reveal your son. We love you. Good morning. Excellent. This week goes out to a black woman named Tiffany Hainsworth from Washington, D.C. What's good? Who is the first black woman to own her own line of tequila? It's called T. Capri Tequila. Okay, that's T. Capri Tequila. Uh, bartender, we want the T. Capri and not the Kendall Jenner Tequila. We don't want that one, okay? And neither do the Latinos in Mexico or all around, okay? They are not supporting the shenanigans, but we'll report on that later. That's next week. Okay, the owner, Tiffany Hainsworth, was a government employee for 30 years before a car accident, which inspired her to start this new venture. Uh, Shout out to people who do big career changes for happiness, okay? Shout out to you. You can do it. I believe in you. Walk away, girl. Just be free. Just do it, bruh. Just leave. Just leave, okay? Lady Gaga's dogs uh, are found and safe, and her dog walker is in stable condition after being shot in the chest during the robbery. Now, of course, this is sad to hear. I believe that dogs are men's best friend, and the urgency and seriousness of the matter are also obvious. This man could have lost his life over all of this. But there must be something said about the upheaval over this. Some of you were acting like these dogs being stolen was the start of some movement or something. But where are you for other causes and not a rich lady got robbed cause? Like, in this, we really seem to see how little we seem to matter. The dogs that were stolen can go on market for like $3,000, maybe even $10,000 for a little dog, for a little... Our government gave people how much money? For a year? Like how much money was handed out? And Lady Gaga, bless her heart, was willing to pay. She offered to pay five. Hundred thousand dollars if the dogs were to be returned. That's ten times the amount that most Americans make. I just want us to all just think about that. Mm-hmm. That part. K Michelle, girl, K Michelle's botch booty was caught falling out of place 
on Instagram Live. Yikes. So here you go. If y'all don't know the story. She was dancing on Instagram Live in, like, the little booty cutout. Okay, now we've all seen it on Instagram. It's the little, like, compression shorts with the butt cutout to really make your booty pop, right? Now, I'm just going to say she has been very transparent about her surgeries and her procedures. You know, she's trying to be an advocate to let people know, do not go get silicone work. She is, you know, going for a revision surgery to fix the botched butt that she got, right? So she was feeling sexy and she decided to slow grind. So what sounded like Keith Sweat, maybe not. And then her booty fell out of those shorts with the booty... With the booty hole cut out. Not the booty hole, the booty cheeks cut out. Okay, now here you go. I don't understand why you would get on Instagram Live in a bra, a waist center corset, and those booty cheek cut out booty enhancer. Like, why would you be on Instagram Live? Okay, because it looks like she has to wear... First of all, it looked like when you turned around and you saw the booty cheek fall out, it looked like she was wearing a slip. Now, those of y'all don't know what a slip is. A slip is the curtains that protects the pussy, if y'all didn't know, okay? It's what your grandmama used to wear, okay? So it looked like she had a slip on, and then she put these little shorts on. Why would you not wear a full, like, if you have no butt or a botch butt, why are you wearing your butt on Instagram Live out and about for the people to see that you ain't got no cheeks? Why didn't you just wear the hip pads or the booty pads? Like, why didn't you take a nod from the drag queens? So now you mad, that people are dragging you online, specifically black women, going, sis, what the hell is wrong with you? I personally feel like you should have not. If you want to feel sexy, that is fine. Sis, that's why God created spandex, okay? For you to sit there and swish your hips in the mirror, we would have not known a lump, a roll, or nothing, sis. But the fact that you wanted to feel sexy half naked with the botch booty since you set yourself up for failure and that's exactly what you get and the black women in your comment section are dragging you because you were gorgeous before any of those procedures and now that you got the shit done oh we supposed to feel bad for you no sis we should just be thankful that you that silicone didn't kill your ass no one told her to do that no one told you to go do that foolishness to yourself you had a good shape girl we remember you in the how many times how many times how many times she had them black pants on girl with that blue hair she had a booty okay this is maybe that's the, the lesson. Love yourself for what you got, okay? Don't put nothing foreign in your body, okay? I mean, at least if the FDA didn't approve it, I wouldn't do it, okay? I don't trust it. Mm-mm. Kiki Palmer is going to be in a new secret Jordan Peele project. Now, we know who Jordan Peele was, right? Now, David Chappelle says these are the two who re- tried to replace him. Uh, from his hiatus, the little short one who produced uh, Get Out. He won an Oscar for that. So we're very excited. He also produced us, which was very, very good to see. It was lovely. It was nice to see black people make it to the end of the movie. It was fabulous. It was like the whole family. Uh, (laughs) um, However, I saw some photos of Miss Kiki kissing her boyfriend. Y'all know the Dutch (laughs) musician, and I believe we pronounce his name Stein. Actually, that sounds German. Stein or German, Dutch and German sound very close the same. So whatever. Stein. Now, a few fans are out here like Kiki says, you can't be out here like caught with a white man. Not right now, sis. Like they were not having it. They said, shut 
that down. Just to remind you all, Kiki does not owe you anything. And it is sad that some Black folks feel like if you date a white man, you can go further in your career. But some people need to be realistic. Some of the Black folks in the space Kiki is in might not be looking for other Black folks. And she deserves love. Now, here you go. The fan specifically, right, said, Kiki, you cannot be out here kissing your colonizer. Now, for those of you who do not know, now, I think a general term in 2021 is that white people are now called colonizer, right? Because they have gone throughout the world, right? The Portuguese, the French, the Spaniards, girl, we just, what it is, right? Boom. But for those of you who do not know, most people think like Queen of England started the slave trade, but truthfully, it was the Dutch So Kiki out here kissing her Dutch boyfriend. I mean, I get it. (laughs) Ouch. Harsh. Sad. But at the end of the day, I think both opinions are very valid and very right. I mean, like, yes, in this world, we should be able that love finds love. But at the same time, it's really hard to say that love is just finding love when we have all been brainwashed and whitewashed to find the beauty standards of white. Boom. So I feel like the sister that's trying to call it out and say, no, we need to band together. She has a valid point. Boom. At the same time, Kiki works and lives in spaces that Black people do not and are not the predominant people group in those spaces. Also, Kiki does not owe a damn thing to anybody. Kiki has dated Black men. And if Kiki, during the pandemic, says, you know what? This man is treating me right. He is loving me right. He is affirming me. He is he is being there during the hardest time of anyone's life. Can you be mad at her? Can we shame her for that? No. So I think everybody should take several seats. Calm down. Maybe go find some love for themselves. I will say, love... Um, can find you anywhere, okay? No one is planning, oh, I'm just going to go out here and get a white boy. I mean, some people do that, but I don't think that was her thing. So let love find you, and when it finds you, just embrace it and take the journey and pray that it treats you like you should and deserve to be treated. Amen, amen. Good night. Singer Sia's new movie music has pissed off quite of a few people, honey. Okay. Now, this movie is about an autistic teenager who gets taken care of by her half-sister, right? The main character is played by Maddie Ziegler, who is not neurodiverse. Okay, now let's just say this. If y'all don't know, Maddie is the young lady from the all of her videos from uh, Chandelier to um, the song with Shallow LaBeouf. And she's just been there. Like, the girl who has had a fabulous career... Uh, from being found on Dance Moms. I think this is trash. Here you go. Let's just jump right into why I think this is trash. First of all, Sia, I am not going to drag you quite yet for adopting these two 17-year-old Black young men that looks very, very suspect and fishy. Um, But for the fact that there is no one on your team that you and all of your creativeness did not stop to think in 2021, hmm, though you have seen people who are neurodiverse act and do great, amazing jobs, you chose to continue to put the same little white girl in this space. I just think that it is complete foolishness. No one on your team had your back and you're out here just trying to pass it off on us. Stop, stop, stop. 
you should truthfully just trash the whole thing. Like, I'm sorry, refilm, reshoot the whole thing and find someone who's like it. The, the heart intention is good, sis, but the the manifestation and the intent and the thought was there. However, the execution of the full project, sis, is just not. And we cannot, it's, we can no longer just let it slide and go, woo, woo, woo. No, like, we just can't. And I just also find it trash that when everyone was dogging Shiloh LaBeouf, that you came out after and said that he was abusive to you. Now, first of all, sis, we knew that Shiloh was crazy before you even cast him in the music video. Like, we were gagged to see him booked and busy and having a job, okay? Because we know that he was crazy. So, why did you allow this great music video to come out and you stay silent? Like, sis, why didn't you tell your truth then? Because it wasn't like this man had any kind of power to hurt your career. Let, let, let the facts be told, honey. He has been washed up, dried up in Hollywood, sis. So, and the fact that you are a white, blonde hair, blue-eyed woman, sis, let's not act like the power that is right there. It's just, sis, all the way down, we are just telling you to, I want, where's the little gavelin? So, Sia, not only did you not have a neurodiverse actor, then you take the same little girl and you put some bronze on her, you know, a few shades side with a few, you know, a few contour drops just to, you know, give her skin some color. We decide to put in some braids in her hair and then you have her dance or hip. Um, she's not American, so she may not know the history or if she is, I know all of those years of drug abuse allegedly does affect the brain. So let me give you some education and know that blackface is real and we will not tolerate that. And I'm a big fan of yours and I have been before, like when you was making the 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 weird music, sis, I have been a fan, okay? Get your shit together. Your team needs to get it together and have several seats. We don't need to see you until like a year and a half from now when the vaccine has been made kosher for everyone, all right? Now that I know, I want to almost drag that little girl too. Like, we can't sit up here and then like, oh, it sees the only dead wrong one. This little white girl knows what the hell is going on in 2021. Like, girl, you not, girl, no. Everybody needs to be dragged. Everybody needs to be dragged. Light the whole thing on fire, girl. Where's the gasoline, okay? Next, Holy Spirit, help me. But y'all, we are going to come back. We have a special guest. She is gorgeous. She is fabulous. And she is what? Intelligent girl. (gasps) She's my sister, Mr. Leo. We'll be back after the break. We'll be right back. All right, so let me remind you, this segment of the show is where we spin the wheel to let us know what topic we should talk about and dive deep in today. This week on The Wheel, we have self-love, advocacy, politics, mental health, and money management. Okay, spin the wheel. And it looks like we are talking about money management. I think I know who we should call. Let me get my sister on the phone. Ring a ring a ring, school bell ring, dun 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 divine to dun ding. Booyaka booyaka! Hey Aaliyah! How are you, sis? Hey. How's it going? 
I'm good. I'm super excited that you decided to call us, sister. Yes. Okay. Um, now, here you go, sis. I, When I started the podcast, they were like, well, what do you want to talk about? And I said, you know, like much like I just said before in the introduction, love, advocacy, politics, mental health. But I said money management. And here you go. In my time, in my 20s, I hung around a lot. My surroundings were very, very white. And I recognize that these hoes got to live a certain way. And I would keep saying, I would say to them, like, oh, girl, you're rich. You're rich. And they would go, no, I'm not rich. I just have good money management. And I did not understand what that meant until I turned 30. So how, first of all, like, that's why I, I feel like it is necessary. I feel like it is a tool that most, <clears throat> many Black and Brown and marginalized communities uh, it's not something that we have like in us to know and to pass down. So that's why I was very excited to bring you on. So here we go. Tell us how you became a personal finance expert and um, like how does how do you work with money and all in the same way and all of that good jazz? Yeah, so it was actually kind of similar. I had a similar experience of you as you, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't really talk about money growing up. It was kind of a taboo subject. It was kind of a place of pain in mm -hmm. our in our upbringing. So I had to kind of start learning about money by natural curiosity, but also I had the privilege of going to school to study finance. So that gave me some educational yeah. um, lessons mm -hmm. that I then decided, you know what, as I was moving through classes, I started being like, why don't we know this? Why doesn't the community mm -hmm. know these lessons? How can I show up for our community? So I decided, you know what, I am going to be that voice um, teaching people from my own experiences. I'm going to be vulnerable in my um, approach, We're talking about the good, the bad, the, the bad, happy, sad, <laughs> right? A lot of people right. say that a lot of people will shy away from telling you the bad things that you did with money, but yes. I think those are lessons that we can be learning from. So I just decided to take that skill, those lessons that I was learning in school and transfer yeah. them out into the real world. And listen, the women have been showing up to receive the information. Yes, yes. I'm here for, you know, I totally agree. You, I feel there's a stigma and a shame when you feel like you've blown or you've lost money. But I can say, like, I'll be transparent in this moment because, you know, I'm with my sister. <clears throat> Drag queens, first of all, I think if you're a good drag queen, you can make money. But I think after being a Rue girl, it becomes very lucrative. And because I went on season 10 very broke, I felt the pressure to prove myself and to remove the stigma of this broke Black queen mm -hmm. that I spent money on garments. And I don't even have half of them now. Maybe like less than a fourth of the garments that I... I mean, sequins and rhinestones and boas and da 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 And then one, I like started working out, so I outgrew it. And, and I'm like, what do I have to show? I mean, I don't want to really put a price on it. But girl, if I did, I could buy me like another whole car, maybe put a... And then when I think about the money that I wasted, like I moved to LA, like because I had to move out of my apartment in Kansas City because I was going on tour and then I was coming right back to sh shoot a movie. Mm -hmm. And like, I think about the money... Just where I lived in Hollywood, I'm like, bitch, I could have lived in Koreatown. Like, I could have lived in Echo Park. And just so when you think about, like, all of that money, like, damn, now that 
I've been able to like kind of get on my feet again. I'm like, okay, we have to make sure that we are doing it right. So let me ask you this. What are the main things that everyone should have to be financially success, uh, successful? Does everyone need money to invest? And actually, what are investments actually? Okay, let's get let's unpack some of the things that you said first. So okay. you, when you were sharing that story, you had the success of RuPaul, like you were excited. You wanted to kind of keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Oh, Everybody, I she is reading me. Listen, I'm not throwing no shade to you, but that's what happens, and that's what it happens does. to a lot of us. We people give these labels to us. They say, "Oh, you're successful now. Now you have to show up mm-hmm. a certain type of way," mm-hmm. and that can be really dangerous if the pockets aren't really reflecting the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the first lesson in that is we need to be keeping more money than we're spending out, right? So with that, the way that we're allowed to do that is kind of start saving our money. That's like the first step, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, you're getting cut a check however often, but decide how much you want to put aside. Mm -hmm. So if what I like to recommend to people is set a goal for yourself. So if you know that you're trying to buy a house, if you're trying to get a car, what have you, whatever the goal is, maybe it's an emergency fund just for when life happens, set a number for that and then add time to it. So if you say you want to save $12,000 in a given year, well, now I know I got 12 months to do that. So every month I need to be putting aside $1,000. So that gives Mm -hmm. you a framework to operate from. And that's your goal. And then with that, I like to do something, a set it and forget it method, right? Set it and forget it. So if you get a check from an employer, tell them or ask them to direct deposit a certain amount of money per check into your savings account. If mm-hmm. you're anything like me being human, I will forget to transfer some money to the savings account. That That's part. just real. That's that just part. real. That We're human, right? I'd be like, oh, I don't, yeah, I'll just leave it. I, I won't use it. I won't use it. I won't use it. You won't use it, it and it, then you spent it, it. That part. Right. And that's so we just got to be honest with ourselves. Don't lie and just get these systems in place. So an automatic Mm -hmm. deposit into your savings account can save you some of that stress and help you meet your goal. And then also, I like to tell people you it's okay to start small. We get so caught up in being like, oh, I got to save so much money. I got to invest so much money. If you can only afford to um, save ten dollars. $10 a month, that's Mm -hmm. a starting place because now you're doing something more important. You're building a habit for yourself, a habit of saving. So that's the first foundation that I recommend to people. The second thing you asked about investing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Investing is simply a way to grow your money. Saving is awesome. It is the foundation of a lot of things. But when you put $1,000 into your, your bank account, at the end of the year, if you didn't put anything else, it's still going to sit at $1,000. Yeah. And that's great, but it does ourselves a disservice when we're talking about wealth building, which is a whole yeah. different ball game. So what we want to do is find different ways to grow our money. That could be through the stock market. Everyone's talking about the stock market, buying these companies, stocks and bonds and funds, right? I got my little acorn and Robin Hood. And- yes, that is great. Definitely, if you don't know what those things are, look them up. Look them up. Look them up. So you can invest in the stock market, but you can also invest in real estate. You can rent in real estate. You can rent out your bedroom on Airbnb, and that could be growing your money. So if giving you an example of that $1,000, right? If I invest $1,000 into the stock market and the market is growing at 10% interest rate, 
That means I have $1,100 at the end of the year. That was $100 that I didn't have to do anything for. That's growth. That's, that's investing. Growth. And that's okay. what you want to do, especially yeah. as marginal, marginalized communities. We need opportunities to grow our money. Yes, yes, yes. So, oh, girl, she is getting me right together. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, I want to ask another question because here you go. My friend who grew up very conservative in Georgia in these predominant, he's Latino, but he grew up in these very, very wealthy predominant spaces. So he was like, you need to get into stocks during COVID. So I said, as soon as I get some money, I will. I've been investing and I'm like, what is the point? I'm like, cause girl, I could use this like $1,200, you know, like $1,500 like right now. Like, so like, how do you build wealth on it when it seems so small mm-hmm. or so like when is that ever going to really amount to anything and the now and i think that that's something for me like girl like right now sis i got the ooh and the ooh and the ooh and the ooh so it's just like how to how to have this is the other thing i felt like my other friends the my vanilla friends they had they didn't have life hit them the way that I feel life hits us um so the like the right now when it's like I need this that and the third how do you try to save and 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 invest when the right now immediate is like baby I am hurting yeah that's real that is so real and so many people are hurt especially given the times we are in a pandemic to be talking about investing is tricky when you're trying to figure out how to pay a bill right which is gaggy (laughs) it really is the gag is that stuff is tough right so what i would suggest to someone is starting where you are assess Mm -hmm. where you are right now if your main responsibilities are not taken care of then the conversation of talking about investing is not for you right now. And Mm -hmm. I emphasize right now. So we need to make sure that we have a roof over our head. We have food in our bellies. We can get to back and forth from work, those key things. So until you have that in place, I think you can focus on other stuff. But that's why I encourage people to create budgets for themselves. I know when I people say the budget word, we run away. That is not a sexy word, but it's sexy in my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's sexy in my life. And that's what your vanilla friends that you was describing earlier are doing to manage their money so they mm-hmm. can have that flexibility mm-hmm. to make certain decisions. So create a budget. Ask yourself how much income is coming in in a given month. Write down how many expenses you have, if it's your house bill, your internet, um, what have you. And then whatever money is left over, that's where you have the flexibility to make decisions. So Got now it. I'm putting some money towards savings. Now I'm putting some money towards paying off um, my student loan debt, for example. Loan. And then I can talk about investing as well. So we mm-hmm. never want to invest with, with money we need right now because the mm-hmm. right now is showing up at our doorstep. Right. Okay. Fabulous. Because a lot of times I've been like, you know, I'll save, I'll save, okay, and then I'll hold. And I'll be like, oh, you know, I need grad and save this, da, da, da. And be like, the right now. And it's just like, I think because I didn't budget properly. Oh, girl, I feel like I'm telling on myself, but I'm going to help somebody. It's okay. It's okay <laughs> that you're telling on yourself because <sighs> if you're being honest about your financial situation, that gives the other people listening the opportunity to do the same with their money. It's true because, I mean, I do take care of my mom and like that is a, a, a major thing and I'm very proud of that. But then I do think about, here you go. Like, 
I don't need to eat Uber Eats as much. You know what I mean? I just need to make sure I cook. And then I need to actually like maybe plan out what I'm going to do so that way I'm not just going to the grocery store, just like trying to plan a meal there. And I know that that's a lot of times where I'm like, I came in here to spend $40, bitch. And it is now too, you know, <laughs> you got to be like- That's me and Target. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I think that that specific, okay, now here you go. Let me ask you this question. As an artist, as a performer, when you're trying to build and in, I guess then that would be the investment then. But then I guess I'm trying to think, like, how do you build the dream and then also set it? I guess then you just have to take that money and then split it in half. Listen, discipline is going to be how you can build the dream and survive right now. So you were walking through your mind when I heard you say, do I need that over the Uber Eats right now? Right. Can I just go in the fridge and cook my meal? You're walking through your priorities, right? Mm-hmm. So what are my wants? What are my needs? What can I am I willing to give up so I can ensure that dream is possible? Mm-hmm. And that's how we start finding additional income in our budgets um, when we create that plan and structure. And also, just listen, I know we want everything super fast. We want that dream. We want our name and lights. We want all these things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we got to practice patience and be hungry Ooh. in the moment. Be yeah. hungry, grind, and then wait for those things, those opportunities to yeah, come and be true. disciplined in that work. So that's what I say to people. It, it, I know everyone puts on, we watching TV and things like that. Everyone's like fast money, fast money, fast money. Right. But sometimes we got to be in the trenches grinding and be mm-hmm. patient and making sacrifices, be disciplined, setting that plan each month. And then we're going to see the fruits of that. I'm excited. Okay. I'm really excited. I'm like, okay, girl, let's go write a list. <laughs> um, okay. What is the best financial advice you've ever heard? There's so much, but I feel like understanding that time is your friend. I know every everyone always talks about time is running out, time is mm-hmm. running out. But the art earlier you start doing whatever that goal is, mm-hmm. the quicker you can get to that goal, the quicker mm-hmm. you can accomplish it. Sometimes I and I know in my black household growing up, if we had debt, student loan debt, for example, we would be like, oh. Just pretend it is out of sight or we're going to pray it away and it's going to be dealt with. But when you open your eyes and when you get off your knees from praying, it's still there. Right. So we have to put in a plan of action to attack that debt. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes with investing. Right. Time is absolutely your friend with investing Mm -hmm. because you're taking advantage of something called compound interest. And I'll break that down. So basically, compound interest is allowing your money to grow on the interest that has already come. So if earlier I said, if I take $1,000 and it grows at 10%, I get an additional $100. Mm -hmm. So now I have $1,100 that's going to grow at 10%. And that money is going to grow at 10%. And the more time you have available is the more compounding is working for you. And that's the secret that these people don't want to tell you about. They're holding it hostage. But I'm here to tell you today, compound interest and time uh-huh. are working to your advantage when you're trying to build wealth. Got so it. that was like the best thing. And it was my wake-up call that got me on my investing journey two years ago. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I have one more question real quick. You yep. said credit score, right? And mm-hmm. you know, 
mine is better than what I thought. Praise Good. God. Praise God. Because I, I did get my mom a car for Christmas. Um, but how, what is your credit score and what is a FICO score? Like, are they okay. two different things? So a FICO score is one of the types of credit scores. So a credit score is basically a way for companies to determine if you are a trustworthy borrower. So I'll break that down a step further. So if I ask to borrow Discover, for example, a certain amount of money, do I pay Discover back when I'm supposed to? And basically your score can range from 300 to 850. Mm -hmm. And the higher your score is, the more trustworthy you are to pay back what you right. owe. And the lower it is, it's like, eh, she ain't so reliable on right. paying me back, right? <laughs> so we need these scores um, basically to get access to certain things, um, such as uh, like your apartment. Your apartment can be, they absolutely check your credit score. So just know that. But your apartment, maybe they won't give you a security deposit because you have a higher credit score. Or if mm. you're getting a car, for example, you get a lower interest rate if your credit score is higher. Mm -hmm. So these are the things we start looking at when we're looking at credit scores. And FICO is one of the most popular types of credit scores. There's Advantage score as well, mm -hmm. but there are different ways they calculate it. Mm -hmm. um, and one other thing, not to be too long-winded on this, but credit, there are five factors that impact your credit score. And I'm going to share the top two for you, right? Thank you, right here. And if Listen if up. you don't hear me, if you don't, if you don't take anything from this credit conversation, these two pieces is what you need. So the first is the highest thing that impacts your score and that is your payment history so am i paying my bill on time and in full so if that bill is due on the 25th of the month i pay that thing off on time and in full so that's that's one of the easiest things we can do for ourselves if mm -hmm. we have the money to do so that's mm -hmm. why i say use your your credit card like a debit card you better have the money in the account so you can pay it off when it's due Got and it. the second thing is your credit utilization, which is just a fancy way of saying how much of my available credit limit have I spent? So if I have a credit limit of $1,000 and I spend $300, that means I have 30% of usage. So what they like to see is that you keep your credit utilization under 30%. So if you start going above 30%, the, the, bar, the lenders start going, oh, wait a minute. She little, is she going to pay me back? I'm not sure. <laughs> they start looking at you sideways. So yeah. you want to keep it a little lower. So that means absolutely don't be maxing out credit scores or credit cards because even though the money is available to you, they mm -hmm. start penalizing you for that. So yeah. those are the top two payment history and credit utilization. And you need a budget to be able to make sure that you're paying on time. Yes, and yes. Yes, I live. Sis, where can we find you? Like, how, do, how can the people get in touch with you? Like, just to be like, okay, I started with $5. Um, What do I do next? Listen, and I hype you up when you tell me you started with $5. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sis, I see you. But yes. you can find us at House of A Financial on Instagram, on Facebook. This is where we are sharing free resources to talk about budgeting, how to pay off debt, how to build your credit. And it's just free. It's a space that you can feel like, yo, sis really understands my mm -hmm. lived experience. She's yes. a black woman living this and she's not code switching. She's not 
yes. being judgmental. Yes. She is showing up and teaching you this information. So that's House of A Financial. And if you want to read our blog, you can visit houseofafinancial.com where I'm being honest about my own finances and you get to be all up in my tea, all up in my business. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's, free to, it's free to see. So House of A Financial. Okay, this was so good. This was so informative. Like, I have been really waiting for this one. I think we started, I think, two, three months ago. I don't know how long we've been doing this. But I was like, I wanted, I've been waiting. We're going to bring you back because this is great. I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank You're you. Thank welcome. you. Be blessed. It was so great. I'm glad you called it, sister. I'm glad you yes. called me. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Allie. Ooh. Allie. Girl, it's your time. All right, family. Well, this was so much fun. I had an amazing time and I want to hear from you, okay? Call, email, text, voicemail, whatever, honey. I don't care how you get here. Just 818-252-9468. That's 818-252-9468. Or email us at aceofheartspod at gmail.com. That's aceofheartspod at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.